All right, we are here. It is December 13th. We're taking a pop quiz tonight. The uh, pop quiz is called The Christmas IQ Test by David Ray Pritchard, courtesy of David Langerfeld from Bible Study Tools. And so um, we're going to spend our night talking about this little test we all just took. All right, do you think it was easy, hard, medium? You never know until the answers come out, right? All right. I'm going to read the question, then we're going to discuss it. We'll go one by one. So question number one. Joseph was originally from Bethlehem, Nazareth, Hebron, Jerusalem, none of the above. Okay, how do we know that? Okay, look at Luke chapter 2, verse 3. Somebody read us Luke chapter 2, verse 3. And you may as well keep your Bible in Luke. We're going to be there for a while. Luke. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Okay. What else? Luke chapter 2. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. Okay, so we have Bethlehem, right? Everybody okay with that? Any problems? Anybody want to make it from Hebron or anywhere else? <laughs> well, it just says that the house of David. It doesn't say the house of Joseph. It just says that's where he was. See, a, now you're starting to ask the right questions. Uh, um, if you look at Luke 2, oops, I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong book. I'm in the five possible choices A is best. Thank there you yeah. go. Yeah. That's how you think that's multiple, multiple choice does. <laughs> okay. My problem with this was A is the right answer. Okay. But it's not the right answer. Okay. Because the question was what city was Joseph originally from? The scriptures don't tell us. The scriptures tell us he's of the family of Bethlehem. They never told us that he was there as a boy or he grew up there or he was from there, right? All we know is he came from the family and lineage of David, which was from Bethlehem. Okay, so I'm going to give Bethlehem as the answer because you're right, it is, although none of the above would be another answer. But you could argue that, but the truth is we're not told in Scripture where he's from. We're told what lineage he's from. Okay, so... Uh, on this one, I would give, I would give credit for A or E because I think either of those are good. Um, now the problem with E is none of the above. We don't know that. Yeah, only works if you know where he actually was born. Right. Because it could have been any of them. Okay, so that's that's number one. That's going to start us off and give you an idea of how much fun we're going to have tonight. All right. Cynthia's got her hand up. And Cynthia's got her Cynthia, hand up. Hand up. Right. Oh, yeah. What's up? So, this goes to your theory of if they went to Bethlehem, they would be very welcome because of his relationship and the line to David. But how would they know that unless well, they would have known he, a they yeah, would have known he was of the, he, they would have known he was of the family of David. How? Because everybody who traveled there that weekend was the family of David. Okay, in other words, the entire city knew that if you came to that town to register for the census, you were a direct descendant of David, and therefore you were treated specially. Because not everybody who lived there was. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So let's go to question number two. 
What does the Bible say that the innkeeper said to Mary and Joseph? There's no room in the inn. I have a stable you can use. Come back later and I should have some vacancies. Both A and B or none of the above. None, none of the above. above. None of the above. What's the why why is that the right answer? Because there's no innkeeper mentioned yeah. in the Bible. Luke two seven. Somebody read Luke two seven. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Yes, there is no innkeeper in the Bible. Okay, so sorry. There's just no. This was harder. It's going to get harder. Just wait. Okay, there is no innkeeper in the Bible. Never mentioned, never talked about. Forget it. Never said no room in the inn. Scriptures say there is no place for them. Right, mm-hmm. there is no actual innkeeper that's ever mentioned in scripture. And by the way, how does the translation in work out? Translation what? In, I think means living room, family room, place to live. Um, okay, now here's the other thing you need to know. Not only was there not an innkeeper, there was not a drummer boy. That you should know. No drummer boy, no innkeeper. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Number three. A manger is a stable for domestic animals, a wooden hay storage bin, a feeding trough, or a barn. Feeding trough. Feeding trough. Okay. Now you'll notice this weekend I played a video showing a barn. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. But mainly because they said he was laid in a feeding trough. You gave into peer pressure. No, I just didn't have a better video. But I'm not saying he couldn't have been born in a barn. I'm not saying he couldn't have been born in a barn. I'm saying, in my opinion, he's more likely was born in a typical under low class, not low class, poor class, first century Jewish home um, with a manger in the front. So that's um, that's that. But it's a feeding trough. Okay. And... um, that would have been present anywhere there were animals, which brings up our next question. Number four, which animals does the Bible say were present at Jesus' birth? Cows, sheep, goats, cows, donkey, goats, sheep and goats only, miscellaneous barnyard animals, none of the above. None of the above. Does it mention animals at all? No. Okay. Where does the idea of a bunch of animals come from? Well, the fact... You mentioned um, a couple of weeks ago that if it, they had one or two in their house, more than likely it would be a sheep or a goat. It wouldn't likely be one of those two, or a any kind of farm animal could have been in their home. The, the point is, you knew there were animals there, not because the Bible says there were animals there, but because you just didn't keep feeding troughs sitting around right. for no reason, yeah. right? So a manger implies animals, but the scriptures never say what type of animals, how many animals, if there were animals. This is particularly distressing to me because I was a cow uh, in in kindergarten, and it bothers me that I may not have even been in the story. Uh, But um, all right, here we go. Number five, who saw the star in the east? Shepherds, Mary and Joseph, three kings, both A and C, none of the above. None of the above. Why is that? We don't know how many kings. I think it's because the star wasn't really in the east. They were in the east and saw the star in the west. The more important thing is there weren't three kings. Right. Mary and Joseph never mentioned a star. What about the shepherds? 
Well, we have to go back to Scripture, don't we? Start in uh, chapter 2, verse 11. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Okay, go down to 15. This will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem, then, and see this thing that has happened. Okay, read, six, read 16 and 17. Back. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. Okay. Did it say anywhere in there that they followed a star to find the baby in Bethlehem? No. So why is it when you see the manger scene, there's always a star over the house? They're just trying to get a bunch of stuff in there to make it interesting. What was guaranteed not to be there that night? The... The, yeah. And with the wise men? The star. The star. Okay, there's no star there on the first night. Okay, the star goes with the wise men. And since they put the wise men there two years ahead of when they got there, everybody thinks there was a star over the place where Jesus was born. Reality is the star was over the place where Jesus grew up when he was about one or two. Okay. Does that make sense? So all those pictures you have of everybody there, the shepherds, if you have a manger scene, the shepherds should be like that way, like far away with the star. Yes, sir. Uh, the wise men in the east would be looking up at the stars. And at the moment they saw the star appear is when they began preparing for the journey. Mm -hmm. So it is possible that there was a star there, but nobody in Bethlehem noticed it. Well, it's possible. What we do know is that the scriptures don't support a star necessarily being there that night. It would have looked like any other star. It likely could have. Bethlehem. Now, the other thing is, if you look at the whole original language star in the east, it's really a star rising, um, a rising star, a star that rises from, it's considered from the east because that's where this things rise from uh, the sun rises from the east, so it's more of a risen star. Uh, now, technically, depending on where you're standing, the star doesn't have a location east or west. It's either east of you or west of you. Okay, the, the scriptures really talk about that star as a rising, something that arises up and, and becomes prominent. Um, so, it may have been there. It could have. They would not have recognized it as such. And certainly, if you ask most people, how did they find the baby in Bethlehem? They they would say, well, the shepherds just followed the star. No, um, not according to scripture. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, according to the Bible, it's number six. How did Mary and Joseph get to Bethlehem? Camel, donkey, walked. Joseph walked. Mary rode a donkey. Horse-drawn chariot. Who knows? Yeah. 
Who knows? The scriptures do not tell us how they got there. All that stuff about Mary on a donkey and Joseph walking, that's all. Okay, so let's go back. Let's go back to number six. Um, yeah. Every children's Bible has a picture of Mary on a donkey. It's not in scripture. Uh, and um, because more than most likely, how do they travel in that time? Is Most likely, how do they travel in that time? Camel, donkey. Most likely, they might have. But it could have been a, a, a Nighthawk helicopter. No. Um, the the reality is the scriptures don't tell us how they got there, just that they went. Okay, now the other thing, the picture of Mary being nine plus weeks pregnant, nine plus months pregnant, and on that donkey, that's made up too. Uh, she could have got there as early as several months before the baby was born. Um, likely she was after six months, but before nine, and they, they'd been there a while before the child was born. So could be anywhere in there. Um, it would have been a little unusual, just so you know, if you want to make Mary out to be more of a studette, um, she probably walked. Um they weren't rich people. Um, she had to be at least three because she spent three months. In well, she's likely yeah. six because it looks like when Elizabeth, yeah, at least three, you're right. But somewhere in there. And um, uh, But we're not told exactly how they got there. Okay, so the, the, the key to this exam is if it's not in Scripture, it didn't happen. Okay, I don't right? know, I don't know the particulars about Caesar Augustus calling for the tax. Right. Yeah. Right. He calls for the tax. It's not like everybody's just going to run to that That's correct. town in a week. No. That that edict would go out and they would have six months to right. get to their place to pay their tax. Okay, let's go to number seven. How many angels spoke to the shepherds? One. Answer is A, one. It's sort of a trick question. It's a trick question, but only one actually spoke to them. A whole group sang to them, but only one spoke to them. Okay, we good with that? Everybody still good? We're all happy still? It's all good. Okay. All right, number eight. What did the angels say or sing? Glory to God in the highest, etc. Alleluia. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Glory to the newborn king. What do they say? Glory to God in the highest and et cetera, et cetera, is the correct answer. Okay. Where does unto us a child are born, unto us a son is given? Where's that come from? Charlie Brown. No. Somebody a little earlier than Charlie Brown, that would be Isaiah, the prophet. Okay, so, yeah. Glory to God in the highest. Um, okay. What is a heavenly host? Number one, an angel at the gate of heaven. Number two, the angel who serves refreshments in heaven. Number three, an angel choir. Number four, an angel army. Number five, none of the above. Correct answer is an angel army. Army. An angel army. A host, heavenly host is an army of angels. Okay? That was not an easy one. 
There was snow that is number 10. There was snow that first Christmas only in Bethlehem, all over Israel, nowhere in Israel, somewhere in Israel. It's not a fair question, but Mount Hermon always has snow year round. So the correct answer is actually D, somewhere in Israel. I told you it was tricky. Mount Hermon's amazing because it goes up 14,000 feet or something like some ridiculous number. And it'll be 120 degrees down to the ground, but up on that mountain, there's snow there year round. Yep. So, um, all right, that brings us to what is frankincense? A precious metal, a precious fabric, a precious perfume, none of the above. Frankincense is a precious perfume. Um, it was used in temple worship. It represents deity because he is truly God born in human flesh. A precious perfume. Anybody perfect so far? No. Okay, just check it. Number 12. All right, here's number 12. Everybody ready? In Matthew, what does wise men or magi refer to? A, men of educated class. B, Eastern kings. C, men who study the stars. D, sages. Hmm. Correct answer is men who study the stars. Uh, let me read to you. The word magi literally means stargazers. Although there's no biblical record of exactly who they were or their point of origin, most believe they were descendants of the wise men of Babylon. Uh, we believe Daniel, while he was in captivity, taught these men about future events. Uh, Daniel 5.11 uh, was put in charge of the men. David chose, uh, if you look at men who study the stars, um, that's the correct answer, but A and D are really close. Um, this is the, this is one of the more difficult ones. Um, and um, they were the professors and philosophers of their day. They were trained in history, religion, prophecy, and astronomy. They were also trained in what we call astrology. Okay. So they weren't kings at all? No. They were not kings. They saw three kings. There were not three yeah. of them. They did not wear crowns. They were not kings. And you know, the funny thing is, you'll hear people tell the, they'll preach Christmas sermons on how the three kings of the world bowed down to the king. From, it's like, uh, excuse me, no. Sorry. Okay. All right. What is myrrh? Middle Eastern money? A drink, an easily shaped metal, a spice used for burying people, none of the above. A spice used for burying people. It was the correct answer. Now, how much myrrh did it take to bury somebody? Since we're here. It did, but there was a sort of a minimum amount. How much do you think it took to bury somebody with myrrh? What do you mean bury them? Yeah. Like, do you sprinkle it out like or do you use it instead of They dirt? basically would, do what they do is they wrap linen, they pack it with myrrh, they wrap it again like a burrito, and they just keep going. 
until they thought they had it to where it wouldn't smell. We're going to work in pounds. What do you think? Pounds. Oh, 30 pounds. pounds. Oh, no, a lot more no. than that. Well, like, probably. Somebody go to John 1939. Somebody couldn't just get the answer right, huh? John 1939. <laughs> and read it when you get there, out loud to everybody. Nicodemus, who had first come to him by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh, and aloes about a hundred pounds weight. Okay. So Herod, when he was buried, we know that he was buried with over 150 pounds of myrrh. Okay, so we're not talking about a little bit. Okay, when you see him bringing a little package, you know how the, the kings come and they bring a little package that's about this big? And, you know, myrrh would have been like 100 and something pounds. Um, so they had to hoist all that myrrh to Egypt and then back and then... Yes. Myrrh. Myrrh. It, it literally was like embalming, packing goo. For which we get the same, this is myrrh. Yeah. Also, not Maybe that's where we get murder. Um, all right. We're going to go to number 14. Are we having fun so far? Yeah. How many wise men came to see Jesus? Three, six, nine, twelve. Okay, so you guys, if y'all didn't know that one by now, you haven't listened. Now the other thing is, the answer if you were going to pick one would have to be zero because no wise men came to Jesus. Okay. Um, magi came, stargazers. They weren't necessarily called wise men. They were called stargazers. Okay. Well, the, number twelve says, "What does wise men quote unquote?" Yeah. 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 This guy needs to be a better test writer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just saying. All right. Um, now, um, one or two years out. Oh, we weren't there yet. We're not there yet. Usually, they just so you know, usually there weren't three. Usually, they traveled in caravans of 10 to 12 with a full entourage uh, for protection. So, just so you know that. Number 15. Where did the wise men find Jesus? In a manger, a stable, Nazareth, Saudi Arabia, in a house? None of the above. Okay, I missed this one. This is the one I missed. The correct answer is none of the above. Somebody read Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. I think so. Matthew 2, verse 11. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary and his mother, and he yes, fell down the house. Worshipped him, then yada yada. But it says house. You said it says house. But it's wrong. I got that wrong. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, wait a minute. The wise men weren't in there. Oh, it's not a house. Okay, so let me just look at something real quick. Make sure I'm not misleading you. Okay. 
Uh, where did y'all find how? Where? Matthew 2.11? ESV. ESV 2.11. For unto you that were born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. After coming into the house, they saw a child. You're in the shepherd. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me keep going. I'll get there. What does it, yeah, it say? Oh, okay. It talks right. about the star, too. Worship him, and when they had to go. Okay, let me look. Uh, I'm just telling you what they said. When they heard the king, they departed. So this the is, stars this doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't think came he should have said it. And stood over was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced. Yeah, now. He's talking. Oh, when they come to the house, it says that. He's talking to the shepherds, not the wise men. Yeah. In the Bible? In my Bible. Yeah. Where did the wise men find Jesus? In a house would be the right answer. All right. Um, I like my answer. Maybe I didn't miss it. In the house. I'm overriding it. I'm overriding it. We're overriding it. That means I didn't miss any after all. All right. Here we go. You ready? You said you missed number two. Oh. Number two? Which one was that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so 16. Question 16 is completely invalid. I don't think I meant that. All right, 16. It's When the wise men found Jesus, he was. There were no wise men. Hold on. All right. I like that. I like that. All right. We're going to critique the credit. Well, I'll send it back to him. Hey, guys, there's some, there's some internal problems. All right. The correct answer for number 16 is a young child. All right. Number 17. This is a hard one. The star in the east that the wise men followed, A, stayed in the same place their entire journey, B, disappeared and reappeared. C, moved ahead of them and stopped over the place where Jesus was. D, was just a mirage. E, none of these. C, C, C. C is the correct answer, but I would have accepted B as well. Yeah, B and C are both correct. And they're not mutually exclusive. They departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before I mean, it clearly did that, but I believe it appeared and disappeared and reappeared. Um, but either one of those is fine. All right. Now, the wise men stopped in Jerusalem to inform Herod about Jesus, to find out where Jesus was, to ask about the star, to buy presents, none of the above. B. The answer is B. Find out where Jesus was. Now, here's the thing. B. Oh, good. Oh, but then there's like, here's the thing. Well, okay. I think... I think it's hard to to interpret purpose and why they stopped there. Well, there wouldn't be any and, reason, would there? Well, they of all people knew the baby was in Bethlehem. Okay, okay. I mean they're magi. They read the scriptures. They knew what Micah said. There's nothing Herod didn't know, but they did. So the question is, why did they really go? I think it was to inform Herod about Jesus. Okay, because they didn't need to go. Bethlehem's four miles away. Okay, now they were directed by God to go there, right? If they if they had figured that it would take them two years to get there, they might have assumed that 
he had been moved from to the kingdom to the castle. Yep. Right. But here's what you got to realize is okay, here's Jerusalem, here's Bethlehem. You can get to Bethlehem coming up from Jericho, which would be from the side they were coming from, without going into Jerusalem. You just go over to, okay. Now, in theory, there's a star over there, but they went over here, right? Right. So I always think, well, God had to inform Herod. Herod's apparently clueless about Jewish scriptures, right? Um, so anyway, the answer is to find out where Jesus was. I did like the to buy presents thing. I thought that was good. Okay, where do we find the Christmas story? Luke and Matthew. Why did I have you read Matthew before we started? Because we talked a lot about how the details of the early part was only in Luke. I didn't want you to miss the question. So A and C. G, A and C, Matthew and Luke. So if you pick one and not the other, you're wrong. Uh, technically, no, because the question is, where do we find it? And either of those would be correct. But if you're looking at best answer, since there is an A and C, that's actually the correct answer. Okay. When Joseph found Mary was pregnant, what happened? They got married. Joseph wanted to break the engagement. Mary left town for three months. A and B, B and C. Do we know that she did it for three months? I thought he wanted according to Elizabeth's little. We were just guessing that. Um. Okay, the problem with this question is it's a bad question. What's the actual real answer? All three. And it goes C, B, A is the correct answer. In order. Okay, in other words, Mary left town for three months. We can deduce that from when she got to Elizabeth. Okay. Joseph wanted to break the engagement. They got married. So it could be B, C, A or C, B, A. So what do you take it for? But right? all of them were correct. They said B and C were correct. Um, but technically, when Joseph found Mary was pregnant, what happened? They didn't get married till after she wasn't pregnant. So B and C is probably the best answer. But in Matthew, it does say that they he took her to wife but did not know her. Right, yeah. but they wouldn't have gone through a marriage ceremony. It would have been, she's already betrothed. It would have been the same. Yeah. I mean, once they were betrothed, they were committed. Uh, I think that's there to tell you that he just didn't, he didn't bail on the covenant. Um, yeah, the problem with a lot of these things is if you put a group of people in a room who really know scripture, it's hard to come up with these kind of questions and not screw them up. Just saying. All right. Mm -hmm. Who told Mary and Bethlehem to Mary and Joseph to go to Bethlehem? I didn't like this one either. Okay, I vote. Anybody got another vote? <laughs> the angel, the angel in his dream. That's, I, mean, I would have said God. I would have said God. God was not on there. I know it's not on there. But if you said who made Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem, it was God. Okay. Who invited them? Was Caesar Augustus, which is their correct answer. Is there a correct answer? Okay. Now, 
technically, since they're people of free will, nobody made them go. They were invited. They were obedient. And if anybody did make them go, in my opinion, it would have been God. Because he had no, to get the child there. They well, actually, that's not true. Joseph had to go. Mary did not have to go. Yeah, but she was going to stay. That's exactly right. So, how many of us are going to email this? Um, <laughs> All right, now. So, what did we learn from this experience? It's hard to rate these questions. What else did we learn? Okay, uh, the reason I think it's important to do something like this, the reason I wanted to do it is, of all the stories in Scripture, this is the one that everybody says they know the best. Right? And every year people say, oh, well, I know that story. I don't need to read it again. Right? And I said Sunday in the sermon, I think I said, one of the hardest things to do is to read a scripture with fresh eyes that you've read a hundred times. It's really hard to do. Uh, particularly something like this where you've been bombarded with postcards and movies and little children's felt, felt camels carrying man, you know, whatever. Um, and to look at what's actually in the scripture is, it can be challenging. Um, so of the things we talked about tonight, what what was your most what was your surprise moment? What was surprised you? Maybe what did you learn or which question did you think, wow, I, I didn't look at it that way? Um, little things like the animals, because like you think that you know that there were certain uh, animals. Like text, yeah. And if you were getting, you're right. They're you're yeah. conditioned to think, oh, they had goats thing. and stuff. But then I mean, he could have been born. Marry on the donkey. He right, could have been born in a manger manufacturing company, <laughs> because there were mangers there, but no mention of animals. Right, but you don't think about that. Oh, they could have just gone out and got a manger. You automatically think, oh, there were. But think about it. There could have been a manger at like. There could have been a manger at the local Walmart yeah. for sale. Yeah, but why would they mention that those animals there? Because they're not mentioning like what the weather was like that. No, they didn't mention it. I mean, yeah. So I mean, it be but so if you ask everybody who's ever looked at the Christmas story, oh, right. they'll tell you there were animals everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Day. And there probably were. There's a feeding trough. Although you could argue that an empty feeding trough may imply there are no animals. Oh. Or that all the animals ate everything. Okay, so that yeah, that's that's one of the ones that's kind of interesting. The feeding trough is um, it's different. What a, yeah, there's nativity scenes. Well, I mean, the nativity scenes. You want to one of the things you should do. One of the things you should do when you see a nativity scene, go correct it and look at what's left. There's no star, probably no barn. A manger with a baby, Mary and Joseph, and some shepherds. No animals, no kings, no star, no, no, yeah, I mean, so, and somebody mentioned Mary on a donkey. I've heard Catholics. Uh -huh. <laughs> Here we go. No, I'm just, I've heard Catholics actually compare Mary riding to deliver the baby on a donkey to Jesus arriving on a donkey as king. 
interesting. Oh, I never heard that. And the problem is, Mary was never on the donkey. Do you think she actually walked? Well, she might have. Maybe, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I think she was in one of those motorcycles with a sidecar. Yeah. To go back to the manger, one of the things that I've heard about Jewish culture was that when the family got the Passover lamb, it was the responsibility of the children to raise that lamb. Yeah. And and the Passover would be coming in three or four months. So the manger could have been in preparation for the children getting their Passover lamb and beginning the process of raising that lamb. Perhaps. If if he was born in the family put it this way, if a family who already lived there, okay, that might be possible. You cannot travel with a lamb over any great distance and have it remain perfect. Okay, right. I mean, that the, just the travel itself will make the lamb unsacrificable. Is that a word? So if somebody lived there, maybe it it's the possible they could have. Yeah, maybe they traveled with <laughs> FedEx. Um, if they lived the there, it's possible they could have done that. But everybody traveling typically bought their animal at Jerusalem. But that goes back to from Mary the shepherds up on the hill outside of Bethlehem. That goes back to Mary and Joseph stayed with them. Yes. Yeah. Other thoughts? What other questions okay, got you? We don't know when they got there and when she gave birth. And couldn't there have been enough time for, well, I suppose the overpopulation of all the people. Like they could have gotten their own house at some point. Perhaps, but they were, I mean, they clearly were still visitors for the census. I mean, it didn't say they'd given up Nazareth, right? I mean, they, and as soon as they present the child at the temple, they go back to Nazareth. Which is a whole other thing they didn't mention in this, which is we they talked about last yeah. week, that you know when when the wise men showed up, they'd already been back to Nazareth for a while, and they Malchu were on a, a pilgrimage feast back to Bethlehem, um, because um, uh, we know after they presented to the temple on day eight, the scriptures clearly say they went back to Nazareth, right. and then it says some year or two later they found them in. Bethlehem, the Magi, or the wise, not the wise man, but the Magi, or whoever we want to call and those that's people. that's something that God arranged. Yes. And it likely would have been on a pilgrimage feast. So let's guess which feast it was. There are three, three pilgrimage kings. feasts. Is it three kings a feast? There, yeah, when the three kings showed up. There's Passover. There's the feast of Pentecost. And then there's Rosh Hashanah, the High Holy Day. So my feeling was they probably showed up at Pentecost. That'd be my guess. Just because you think about what are they actually doing? Well, they're not sacrificing the lamb. They're not, you know, they're they're basically falling and worshiping. It's just a guess. We don't know. But most likely they weren't just, it'd be very hard to just randomly travel with a one or two year old back then unless you went with a purpose. And by the first century, the thing that's interesting is there were three mandatory travel feasts. But by the first century, most Jewish families, because of the difficulty of travel, only went to one. They picked one a year. Um, and usually it was Passover. Most of them would do, if they could afford it, because you got to think about it, you have Passover, that's a week long, away from work, crops, or whatever you're doing, building tables or stones up in Nazareth or whatever. So you're gone for a week. Then, that's a week. 
43 days later, you've got to be back again for Pentecost. Okay. And then several months later, you come back for the last. So many people, if they were going to go to two, they would take that block of time, 50 days and stay there. Okay. But, but that's a huge um, issue, particularly since most of the feasts were offerings to the Lord for the first fruit of the harvest. And they needed to get back and harvest the second. You know what I mean? So there's a lot, a lot went into how they traveled, when they traveled, whether the, the women weren't required to go to the temple for the feast, only the men were. Um, and so, you know, how did that happen? But at some point they're back there and then they flee to Egypt. Then they come back to Nazareth and he's 12 years old. We'll talk about next week when he's in the temple. Other thoughts about this? Any other thing that surprised you? Herod. That, um, mm-hmm. I I didn't get to study that as much as I want, but one of the trails I want to say they're they're not there's like four Herods in a row, so they're not really sure which one, which is why it makes the dating of Jesus' well, birth a little. Uncertain. Herod clearly the one that they're talking about is well established. Um, uh, he was a jerk, um, and he's very interesting because he was raised um, as a pagan. Um, and basically has, um, uh, next week I'll tell you more about Herod because he's very interesting. But uh, the question is, what year was he actually killed in? Um, and it looks like it was year four. Because um, everybody tries to date, you know, when did they go into this day? Um, which then tries to date when Christ was born. So, but the, the key here is, and what I wanted to get over to you is, we just studied Luke. <laughs> and while I admit some of these questions are poorly written, they are interesting. Uh, like most people, if we gave this to most Christians, they'd miss the donkey question. They'd miss the innkeeper question. They would have missed uh, the, three kings. the three kings. They would have missed the star. They would have missed um, uh, probably the question about... Um, uh, the, how many angels were how there? How many spoke? Huh? How many wise men? I think yeah, they probably would have missed that. They definitely, I think, would have missed uh, the uh, um, animals at the thing. How Mary got there? Uh, how many angels actually spoke? Uh, I think, had I not been to Israel and had known, I think almost everybody would miss the snow at Christmas question. Um, unless you just specifically because I remember we were there in the middle of the heat and you look up and there's snow on Mount Hermon I mean it's amazing Um, and then um, the uh, another question I was thinking anyway I don't know Uh, probably the question about where do we find the Christmas story which books Um, so other thoughts um, and here's the other thing you'll find is if you start one year, I did a sermon on this kind of stuff. You know, what's not right. It offended a lot of people. Don't mess with my view of what Christmas is. Um, and it's amazing because people are locked into that drummer boy was there. The drummer boy was there. You know, the, the Magi, they all showed up. Mary was given birth on the way there. 
Because honestly, if Mary was in labor, they should have stopped at the end of the Good Samaritan on the road from Jericho and let her have a baby there. I'm not sure that people would know that a heavenly host was an army. That's probably true. Um, yeah. Somewhat of a question. Now, most but people would have answered choir on that one because they sang. They were singing. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> At the time, they were. But they're also called the legion. <clears throat> well, and they're called a legion, and right. that's an army. How many angels were there, by the way? What do you think? Yeah, a lot, because it's a multitude of yeah. armies, uh, essentially. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, any other thoughts about this? Anything else you're curious about? We could write our own for next year. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jesus wasn't really born December 25th. No, of course like, not. You don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Somebody kicked that. Yeah, nobody knows if Jesus, when Jesus was born date-wise. No. Frank? Yes, sir. I'd just like to share, uh, in conjunction with your sermon on Sunday about Keeping the Christmas story simple. Yeah. Right. For us as believers, by keeping it simple and Jesus is the focus, we get a blessing from that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the Christmas story has, you know, and you could say that there may be something going on there with the world trying to corrupt the perfection of God's story. But the fact that the Christmas season is an opportunity to reach the lost. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we, it, it's like we, we need to carefully tiptoe in the sense of we want to bring people to Jesus. We don't want to burst their bodies. Of course. And, and I think that's fine for non-believers. Right. Um, I think once you come up out of the water, you're supposed to know the scriptures and you're supposed to agree with the scriptures. So... I agree. We shouldn't go out to non-believers and go, well, you know, there really wasn't. <laughs> I mean, that's not the point. But there would be hopefully, some believers that would, would engage you, though. Hopefully we're talking about more important yes. things to them. But yeah. the the key, though, is um, if, you, if you base, and this is what you have to do with Scripture, you can't jump to assumptions unless you claim their assumptions and not truths. Yes. So, for instance... I could say that I assume there were animals there because there was a feeding trough there. Okay, I can't guarantee it, and I can't say it was true. I can say I assume that based on what is there, which was the manger, right? So you have to be careful when you're saying things were or weren't there or whatever because the Scriptures only allow you to say what the Scriptures say. If you were on an island, let's put it this way. This is the way I think about a lot. If I was on an island, didn't know anything about anything, just somebody just gave me this book, and said, here's the story of Christmas. What happened? Right? I would never come up with a drummer boy. Ever. <laughs> never. I have issues with the drummer boy, I admit. But you wouldn't come up with any of the stuff that we've come up with. What? That's just me. Give it up. Okay, now next question for you guys. Uh, Next week is technically it'll be the twentieth. We're still okay, right? Okay, and the week after that will be the twenty-seventh. After Christmas, we're good with that. Okay. All right. 
We're not breaking. We're just going to keep going. Because. Okay, so it's, everybody heard that. Next week is the 20th, and we will meet. The week after that's the 27th, and we will meet. The week after that is the 3rd or 4th. I'm fine. Yeah, I just. You guys are entertaining for me, so it's always fun. Okay, Frank, what are we Oh, take it home and study it. Are we going to go on our permanent file? Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Okay, everybody listen up. If you want a copy of this for whatever reason, uh, you can either email me or email Janet and we will get it to you. Okay? Actually, yeah. I can, I can yeah. upload yeah. it into Wednesday. Yeah, do that. Then we can download um, it or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to suggest that the young adults do this, too. The youth do this. Um, just to see how they... Mine are going to go. I'm going to get to my Okay, well then... We read the Christmas story every single year right before we open games. Every year. This is what I was born. Right? Yeah. 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 Who wants to pray us out? And if anybody wants to go eat, I'm in. So uh, who wants to pray us out?